0: Learn more at marines.com. Welcome everyone to Hit the Books. I'm Tom Kasali, joined by the man, Joey Kanish. Kanish, it is week seven in college football already. Week seven. Boy, we're almost through the season. How you doing? How's the games looking this week?
1: Well, I tell you, we uh, the the games are you know looking fine. The, these head to heads we got going, I'm looking too fine. I I it's Friday, so I told uh you know Zach, I'm about to, I, I'm about done with this show here if, uh, if I keep losing these uh, head to heads. So yeah, no, I'm 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 not doing as good as you, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, so a quick story, Kanish. When I was a kid growing up, there was this this group called the Village People, right? Now, if you're younger, you've all heard one of their songs called YMCA. Everybody knows that song. What people don't realize, Kanish, is that group had a second hit. It was a song called In the Navy. In the Navy, you can sail the seven seas in the Navy. And it just so happens that I was walking around the house last Saturday singing that song because I took the Naval Academy. You told me I was crazy. Blowout city. And the question, Kanisha, I think on everyone's mind is you've gone against me twice. Notre Dame, North Carolina, Navy, Tulsa. The next, are we going to have any competition here? I mean, these are blowouts, start to finish.
1: Uh, you know what? I, I I hope I got a, a few this week to, to redeem myself, and um, uh, you know I won't be any make, making any donations to the to the Naval Academy. I tell you that for, for quite a while. So <laughs> well, uh, that
0: that blowout even surprised me. I, I I can't believe they hung fifty in that game. So Navy is playing better, but the. I saved the last pick this week, Kanish. I think that's the one you're going to dislike the most. So I saved that to the end. Well, I did go. I went 3-2 and two last week. I'm 11-9 and nine so far on the show. As a wise man once said, hanging around, hanging on alligator it, Back in,
1: uh, in the black, baby.
0: Yep. So we'll see how I do this week. I think I got a couple of plays you're going to like, a couple you might not love. So I can't wait to get your thoughts on it. It hit the books, Ganesh, is presented by the Hammer Betting Network. You can check out all the great content at the hammer.bet and the social media platforms at the Hammer HQ. I know you're on a ton of shows, great content. Uh, I hope people are enjoying this show. So we're going to get right into the picks here, Kanish. Now, this one I got a pretty good hunch you're going to like. Uh, this is my favorite play of the season so far. If I had one of oh, the those season? old of the season so far, right now, if I had one of those old one nine hundred numbers, I'd be charging a hundred dollars a call for this one. This is how much I like it. I took Utah minus two and a half over USC. Now I know that number's gone up a little bit. I love this spot for the Utes. They run the football. USC has not seen a rush offense like this. They're a little light up front. They struggle to stop the run. Two games on the road. Stanford stinks. They struggled at Oregon State. Utah, similar type of athletic front seven that gave Caleb Williams problems. I love that Utah got beat last week by UCLA. Coming back here, emotional game. They got the special helmets painted for for their players that passed away. I say Utah wins big here. What do you think?
1: I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a little uh, conflicted on this one. Uh, oh, really? Three and a half. You know what? I at three and a half, I was actually probably just from a numbers point. Uh, you know, somewhat of a a USC lean. I, I'm. I I agree. I think Utah. There there are some fat. They're a different team at home. Uh, obviously, the they're actually one of those teams that I think you know has legitimate home field advantage. Uh, you know, when the crowd is going, USC definitely a bit saw, even though the defense has, uh, you know, been playing a bit better as the season's gone on. Obviously, it's still not a great defense by any means. Um, when I look at these two teams, though, so I, I guess I, Utah's been, I think, somewhat underwhelming in their full body of work from what they were expected to be in what I thought they could be going into this season. Uh, now as USC had a bunch of positive air, everybody knows it with the turnover variants and, and some of the QBs that they played have gotten hurt during the game. So they've been on a good, but probably due for one of those, uh, you know, regression games coming back in. But when I look at this, it, you know, if I, if I'm putting up these teams, you know, like, you know, power rating them against each other, who's got the better, you know, 22 that's going out there. I'm not sure it's Utah Uh, and and I wouldn't have said that before the season, but now that, that that we're, you know, halfway through, i just haven't been significantly impressed by them. So I, this is one, you know, it reminds me of a a Michigan Penn state where like, I'm not going to chastise somebody for taking Michigan minus six and a half or Penn state seven and a half. I'm not going to chastise somebody for taking Utah on the short side of the three or USC on the, the, you know, the three and a half there. So, I think it's lined about right. Uh, I don't mind you. Obviously, you, you know, you got you got on the right side of the three there. It's mostly three, three and a half. I don't have. If I add a lean, just numbers play it would be a three and a half with the USC. But I don't have a strong conviction either way in this one. So um, I, I, I there is some element of me that thinks you know Utah can get right here, but for the most part, it, it would be a pass for me, and I'll be uh, I'll be rooting for you. You know, uh, on the uh, on the ticket there with the two and a half.
0: Well, this might be a long week for me. I thought this was going to be the one you like. So it was, this could be a long five picks. But real quick, I want to get your thought on, obviously, USC will be a public dog, right? The, the casual better is going to see what? USC <laughs> getting three and a half, and they're going to pour money on that. Do you look at that if at, at all, like when a public is taking because. Public don't typically take an underdog, right? They're usually going to take the favorite. But when they, when a lot of people bet uh, an underdog, does that change any way you look at it, or is that more just Twitter stuff?
1: Nah, uh, not really. I mean, for me, it's just a bunch of noise. Uh, I, I think for the most part, um, the only time that that I and I've said this on a show before that if there's a game that's big enough, whether it be a college football playoff game, a Super Bowl, like uh, a line where you can actually have enough public money where it's influencing uh, the, the line in some capacity or like a shop, certain shop out there takes whatever. They take a million-dollar bet from a house player uh, and then they're trading a half point higher than some other places. Like those are the things for me that that could get interesting if you're actually seeing it uh, in the larger games or the you know the largest wagers impact the line a little bit. For the most part, though, I, I think you'll drive yourself crazy trying to find out, you know, What's, I mean, because it, it, it'll be different at different books. You know, start, it'll be at this side of one book, other side at another book. You know, one reporter's tweeting this, another one's tweeting this. You know, David Perdom's tweeting this. Uh, another one of the other guys is tweeting that. So for the most part, I don't, I don't get too caught up in that. Uh, I think there's more uh, efficient ways to, to use your time when you're looking at the board. Um, but in some rare instances, I think it can have an effect. Uh, but this isn't one of them for
0: me. Okay. So, my next pick is a team I'm trying to hop on at the right time. Uh, so, I'm going to be very interested. SMU. I want... <laughs> Not SMU, no. <laughs> um, I'm going to be interested in your thoughts here because the numbers kind of been all over the place since I took it. I'm laying 14 with the Texas Longhorns. And here's why I know they traditionally, this is a game where they would tra- traditionally blow, right? They just whooped on Oklahoma. They'd come back, play a sleepy Iowa State team. I think they're unbeaten if Quinn Ewers doesn't get hurt against Alabama. I I think their defense has played better. Him being under center just makes a world of difference to me. And Iowa State, defense is still pretty good. Offense is really struggling to score. One of the worst offenses in college football, 19 points per game. I don't know if they can keep up with this Texas offense. So I'm hoping to buy Texas at the right time. Now, I've seen the line go up to 17. It's back to 15 and a half. Has there been a lot of wagering on this game?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, this is a classic, you know, uh, sharp key number battle of, uh, you know, where, where you had the sharps buy early at the 14. Then you had the buyback at the 17. It's going to trade in between that uh, all the way up until game time. I, I You know what? This is one. I, I would agree with you on the Texas sentiment that I think they're for me. They're ahead of schedule. I think Quinn Ewers is is better. That even though he was this, you know, five star. There's some stuff that came out at you know when he was at Ohio State and when he was in the spring here at Texas it wasn't the most glowing practice reports, to be honest. With you. Like, uh, like it, it was, there was some underwhelming stuff at this, but then he gets out there and the guy looks like fantastic. I mean, I can't, the guy, he looks like everything that you thought he could be. Uh, and I agree with you. They, they, I think they beat Bama if he stays healthy. Uh, they probably don't lose the tech and then they're sitting there, uh, you know, potentially going to a playoff. Um, so I agree that, that, that there's definitely a talent disparity between these two. It's a different Texas team with him. There are a lot of um, Matt Campbell uh, and I don't usually get too far into the trends, but at this point it's not a, where I, I don't think he has lost a game uh, or not covered a game where he's been a two touchdown or more dog since he's been at Iowa state. So this is the role where he almost always overperforms uh, when this team is in this spread. However, I will say I think this is the worst offense he's had since he's been there, maybe since the very early days. Uh, they still complete, still can coach defense. He still plays that cover three that that usually gives teams, uh, especially that want to pass, it a lot of problems. Uh, they still do have a legitimate defense. The offense um, ha- has been like uh, looking like the other Iowa, the regular Iowa. There from the yeah. Big Ten guys, they can't score points on anybody. So it's not a Texas team that I think you can hold to. You know, like. 14, 17 or any of that. Um, It's one where five states going to cover this. They're going to have to get to that. They're going to have to get to 14. They're going to have to get to 17. They're going to have to get to 21. Um, I'm not totally sure they can do it. Uh, One of my guys, uh, I bought some 17 because one, if it was up to me, I would have stayed away from this. I bought some 17. I knew the move was coming. One of my guys wanted some, um, obviously there's, there's the Campbell data out there, but if I'm, if I'm ignoring that and just looking at these two teams individually, I would, I would prefer a Texas at, at 14 as opposed to the, the Iowa State, just because I, I, don't, I don't know if Iowa State can keep up here. in Texas, it might even be a bit undervalued because of, of the data that's put in there without you. So, uh, yeah, this, this Iowa State offense is ugly.
0: That was my thinking is trying to catch them right. But you make an interesting point about the coaches. See, I, I'm with you. I don't buy into trends, but I look at the coaching. So, like, I did see the Campbell thing, and that, that's the one thing that concerned me. I look at more, that's more of a, like a pattern. So you okay? So with coaches, you actually look at that stuff. If uh, you know, like I For know, sure. like Tom Herman that, used to be a big one. Uh, yes, Tomlin in the there NFL. Bill stuff Snyder like was
1: one at Kansas yep. State. Very similar, where where they would consistently. Kalen DeBoer's got it going at uh, at Washington. If you look at his, you know, past five years as a coordinator or a coach, where the you know when you're overperforming your you know your your spread prefer. Three years, five years. Then you know it's really about schematically and like stylistically how you play in those games. Uh, and I think this one has some causation where it's not just like random trend that you know, uh, you know, you know, Bucky Brooks has put off uh, you know on Twitter there that he's you know charged five dollars. It's one of those that he likes to play a certain style of defense that gives some teams trouble. He likes to they slow the pace way down on these type of games. They'll play, you know, very deliberate. So I just think he's a guy that has value where even if the the ratings and the models might say that the numbers should be right here, that the type of style that Campbell plays and, and how he can get his team to perform the defense in these matchups, it, it's usually – I mean, it's almost always been the right side for him. So, uh, I, yeah, one, I'll be fascinated to see here how this plays out because uh, I'm, I'm – I, I you know, I, I – thought texas would not be to this level for at least another year um and and they're a bit ahead of schedule i think Ewers is better than i thought he could be this year uh some of their young guys some of their freshman talent some of their you know younger talent has kind of exploded in the last few so they're good man i think they're a team that's got legitimate national title shot next year like really and i thought next year would be the year where they'd be like this but i think texas could be a team that uh you Know we're, we're talking about for a real contender breaking into that like elite tier of college football, which I can't believe yes. I'm saying this early, so
0: yeah, I, I agree with you 100% on Texas, and but I will see if I still agree with you Sunday. Um, <laughs> yeah. <if they> <laughs> when out, it's Bill, six to three, was, yeah, yeah, late fourth quarter, three. maybe yeah. yo,
1: maybe we'll take that right. back
0: <laughs> so. Now, you don't know my picks before the show, so you kind of tipped your hand on this one earlier that you're not going to kill me on it. Um, I'm going against your Michigan Wolverines, at seven and a half with Penn State. Now, I will say this. In the history of my life, when a, when a line comes out and I go, hmm, because I wasn't expecting it, I'm probably hitting around 9% because then the game <laughs> goes on and I'm down 28-3 in the first quarter. I'm surprised this number opened so high. I... I I don't know. Maybe there's too much love for Michigan. Maybe I'm a little too high on Penn State. This just feels like a physical, tight, close, uh, turnovers decided kind of game to me. So when I saw the over the touchdown, I jumped on the Nittany Lions, even though I've won like three Michigan sporting events in 35 years.
1: No, I hear you. I uh, I did the same as well. Obviously, not a you know super large position or anything. I thought the touchdown half was high. Uh, I do know some guys uh, you know sharp by back that were, that took the six and a half when it got down there. Um, one, it's kind of pain in seven everywhere, probably uh, you know where where it should be. Um, I guess the you know I, I would agree with that even if uh, the like if these two teams were playing and none of the other factors uh, were, you know, Penn State's uh, off a buy and a good spot here. Michigan's played uh, I think their seventh game in a row, even though it's been, you know, cupcake city for their schedule wise. Um, I, I probably wouldn't have left it alone. Uh, I can see that, you know, from a number uh, uh, or a power rating point that, that even Michigan you know, maybe should be a little bit bigger of a favorite, but I agree with you that, and you saw Total actually took some understeam today. Now it's a uh, high 40. So I just liked getting the, the extra touchdown. I think Michigan has not been tested by anybody so far. Uh, I mean, absolutely not. Even the one decent team they played, Maryland, they were in a real game uh, in that one until late on. Um They've also got a couple of injuries. Their right tackle is going to be out. Their starting tight end Eric All was all American level. Uh, he's I think he's out for the year. Uh, their third wide receiver Roman Wilson, who JJ McCarthy really liked, uh, is questionable. Uh, they haven't had their best linebacker all season. So I think coupled with that, coupled with Penn State off, you know, the one issue I have is, is Franklin has not had great. It, I mean, this is a definite coaching mix match between yes. you know the coordinators and the staffs here, but. I agree. I think it going to be a little bit more of a grinder. Uh, you know, a little bit, uh, it's getting a little chilly here uh, in the great, uh, you know, the great Midwest of Michigan. So for me, I like to get in the seven and a hook there. Um, not going to be too bullish. I think you'll see a trade seven and a half, six and a half all week. And now pretty much painted seven, probably where it should be. Um, one that I can't, you know, I, I'm excited to watch. I'm not super bullish on a, you know, a side here for betting it. But I like that the seven and a half better than, than uh, the six and a half of Michigan.
0: Okay, so my next play, I'm interested to get your thoughts on this because it's more of that coaching pattern kind of thing, Um, and I I honestly have no idea where you're going to go here. I took LSU plus three against Florida. Uh, Brian Kelly in his career has been good against the spread after a loss. Um, I think he does a good job of preparing his teams after they lay an egg like they did against Tennessee. I had Tennessee last week. I just thought Tennessee's miles better than LSU, to be honest with you. I don't really think that was close. And I think LSU is a better team than Florida. Uh, I think Kelly will have his team ready so I took the three points in this game. Where are you? And as you and I noticed, it went down. It was two and a half. It's up to three. How's the betting action on this game?
1: Yeah, you're you're, you're kind of you know you're, you're nailing every uh, sharp battle here between this. I mean, this is another one that's. Uh, I think there was sharp action on LSU when it was three and a half. Some buyback on Florida when it was two and a half. So yeah, it's one that it's kind of gone. Um, you know, both ways here where, where you've got, uh, you know, it probably ends up, you know, painted three, some juice two and a half there uh, c- kind of on the closing side of it. It's another one that I'm not, uh, you know, again, another one that I'm not going to have too bullish of a, you know, position on where I think the number's right. I would, you know, again, I took a little small position on LSU when it was at the, the three and a half early in the week. Um, however, you know, This is an LSU team that, record aside, uh, probably should have got significantly outplayed by Auburn. Obviously got blasted by Tennessee. I think yeah. they're a little bit fortunate to be where they're at the moment. But it's a Florida team that I'm not super impressed with. Any they, they don't have my, you know, Anthony Richardson, unless they've gone up against, uh, you know, Eastern Washington, hasn't really been able to have... Uh, much of a passing game at the Florida team that still need, you know, they're obviously with the coaching transition. They, they still need some play. They're, they're even one that need a recruiting cycle or two to get the talent level back up and the players here. Um, where, again, it, it's what, kind of what we talked about uh, earlier when you're looking at, like player to player team to compare in these two. Like if I'm comparing like, like when it was USA and Utah, if I'm comparing these two teams. I think you can argue that LSU has got the better roster of the guys that are yeah. going to go out there uh, and, and, you know, actually play in this game more NFL talent than that. So I'm not in love with, you know, with either side of it. Um, I don't blame you for taking a gun to my head. If, uh, you know, if you find it's a, a stale three out there, a three pops, it would be a game. I'd, I'm just taking the field goal here. Uh, I don't think there's much between these teams. You can argue that even LSU's a, a bit better um, and, and one that, hey, in this type of scenario, another game that's probably going to be a grinder low total would take the points
0: yeah and i mean kelly needs to go out and get a quarterback i don't like their quarterback at all he hasn't gotten one yet uh but i do think florida got kind of run over by utah earlier in the year i think they can run the football in this game so uh, i'm gonna go with the better team getting the three points in this one um but you mentioned that i was on the sharp I, I can guarantee you one thing i am not on the sharp side here with my last pick this is joe public city baby i here mean we go. This, finally this, i need to get this, back in the game This might be, in my opinion, you can tell me if I'm wrong, one of the biggest sharp plays of the year I'm going up against. I got the Clemson Tigers minus three and a half points against Florida State. This thing opened what six, six and a half. I mean, it was it was up there, man. Money came pouring in on Florida State. I can I I get it. It's Clemson's third. Straight, tough game. They're on the road. A couple things here I think that favor Clemson. One, the line went down to three and a half. Now I think the value goes with the favorite and not the underdog. I think DJU has played better in those last couple games. It's really helped them. The offensive line's playing better. And I do think Clemson's defense is a touch overrated. People talk about it like it's the 85 Bears. But the one thing they do do is stop the run. And I think if Florida state can't run the ball and they have to throw against this Clemson defense, they're going to be in trouble. But I know I'm on the public side here. Kanish, What are your thoughts on this game?
1: No, unfortunately you know, I was hoping uh, yeah we, we were going to have a head to head here. I, I can't argue with you. I actually, you know, when it, I was able to catch the bottom there on some three, I still think three and a half was fine. I, there's some straggling fours out there that actually took some steam today. We're now four and a half, five, mostly, um, Couple like uh four still out there, but I I thought the steam in this one got got crazy. Um, I mean, some of the look aheads on this were like ten and a half. Uh some openers were, you know, seven and a half and that could seem all the way down. I I'm just not. I'm, I'm not a huge, huge fan of this Florida State team. Uh, to be, to be quite honest with you, um, I, I think there's a significant challenges advantage here. I think Clemson' defensive line. Yeah, they've got some holes in the secondary. No, yeah. I agree with you. It, it's kind of a, a defense in two parts where they've had some guys in the secondary that have really had a hard time, uh, especially against Wake Forest teams that can kind of you know throw a, a game. If Johnny Wilson's got his head on right, he can probably eat here. You know, for a big game where um so they've got some young cornerbacks that have struggled but they're dealing i mean the best unit in this game bar none is clemson's defensive line um and that that's kind of how they've made their meal ticket also the clemson offense sneakily dj after some you know yeah. some some really questionable games early has finally started to put it together not a dynamic offense not a great offense but he's finally started to play well uh, on a consistent basis He's never going to be you know uh you know, Cam Newton, Lamar Jackson, one of those guys, but I think he has um started to put some consistent games together. I would be I've been to me, it would be okay. Clemson up to four if you can grab one of that. Was probably the stopping point for me. Um I I, I you know, I hate to, I hate to be I hate to side with you here, but I don't I, I just don't love I don't love what Florida State um is put. I I think they're significantly on match. I'm not sure how they're gonna move the football. Like I, I don't really know how they and I'm not telling you Clemson's uh you know, going to be able to run it here. I know it's going to be you know a loud environment, all that stuff. Uh, but I, I, I just, I just don't buy it in Florida. So I don't buy the number should be this cheap. Uh, I, I think you got it almost near the bottom. I think that was a good buy. Um, I think the steam took it too far, and now I, you know the 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 latest money is always the sharpest money. I think you've seen some clumps and pushing it back to to kind of where it should be here in the four and a half five. Um, I honestly, I had this around six, so I'm even a little short there. of of where I thought it could be now, you're not gonna get an argument from me on this one, sadly. So I'll have to I'll have to probably wait a week here to, to hit you with their you know the their head-to-head redemptions, cause uh yeah, it would be it would be Clemson for nothing and or nothing for me in this one.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised. I thought you were gonna be on Florida State here. So you're saying by so sometimes so by being Joe public here and getting the three by all that steam dropping the line down. Then there's actually value on the other side sometimes, right? Like that's yeah, that's how sure. I felt about it.
1: No doubt. Uh, I thought I just think it went too far. I think some of the, the threes were just like, well, you know, what are we doing here? Like this is there's no way this this should be, uh, you know. The, I just I just don't see how that that you get to that number. So I think it's much more fair here. You know, getting back into the the old Vegas on around five because uh, some three and three and a half way too cheap. I, I don't care. You know, square side charts. I don't. You know, to me like you get the good number, uh, you know, you don't have to worry about any of that crap.
0: All right. Well, that, so that, that was a surprise. I thought we were going to go head to head. There is one other game before we get to your play that you like, I want to ask you about, because I almost made, I, I kind of want to pull the trigger, but uh, I want to get your thoughts on this. What's your thoughts on TCU, Oklahoma State, four points. I, I kind of like the dog a little bit here, but I know a lot of people are high on TCU. They, do you have a strong opinion on that game?
1: You know, I, I bet some TCU early in the week uh, when it was under three and some money line. I know I think fours now getting to be uh, a bit bullish uh, where, we're, you know, kind of out of that buy zone. I don't – it's two teams that, you know, I, I was really high on TCU coming into the year. I thought they could uh, – you know, I took some conference features in that. Had a few – tell you, the game against Kansas uh, was significant. I don't want to, you know, make – too much into to one data point there, but it was underwhelming. There, there, there's no there's no doubt about it. That that was an underwhelming performance. They probably should have lost the game uh, so against the backup court. You know, Jason Bean, even though he's had some experience, he came in, lights him up in the second half. Significantly underwhelming performance. However, on the flip side of things, uh, Oklahoma State's got, they're, they're kind of a, a paper tiger resume here. Uh, you know, they, they've had some games uh, that I think they're fortunate to win. I don't think their defense is very good. Um, and they're, I think they're due for a little bit of uh, you know a game here where where TCU might be able to put it on them. Um, now I think the numbers probably fair now at three and a half four, but uh, gun to my head it, it would be uh, a TCU for nothing for me. I, if, if I'm looking at these these two teams, you know, just straight up objectively, uh, I think TCU is the better squad um, and probably gets right. even if I'm a little alarmed about uh, you know how they how they looked against Rockjock there. Uh, I still, it would be a TCU for me.
0: Okay, um, good. So my five official picks are Utah minus two and a half, Texas minus 14, um, Penn State plus seven and a half, LSU plus three, and Clemson minus three and a half. Uh, so that, that's where I'm sitting this week. I got a pretty good feeling about these games. Hopefully you get another 11 and nine for the season. But, Kanish, you're three and one on your kind of offbeat game that you talk about every week. Is there a game off the beaten path that you're looking at this week that's getting a lot of action?
1: Yeah, my chirps my let me down. I blew the, the extra game yeah. record. My uh, chirps let me down. Of course, you know, they, they get the two and then uh, – you know, it's some garbage, you know, down the field penalty or whatever they got there going on there to ruin it and uh, give us a shot to cover an OT. Um, you know what? And this one won't be as much off the the beaten path. Um, I laid some Auburn, and I wish wish there was a, uh, you yeah, know, a juice 14 out there, but I laid it uh, with with Ole Miss this week. Uh, I laid some minus 14, minus 120. I'm still okay at 15. I think this is, I think this is it for Harson. Uh, I've said this on a few late, uh, there, the birds are chirping around that. I think he's out Sunday. Uh, I think, I think they get blasted. Like they've got offensive line injuries. Um, I Ole Miss finally, that's, that's the biggest thing to me. Like they finally got the offense run. Jackson Dart looks more comfortable. Uh, they hit some big plays last week. The passing offense is rolling. And I just think this is a like Auburn smoked Harson gone early Sunday morning news drop, uh, I just think, again, one of those that the numbers is probably right here, but uh, it just feels to me, Auburn, so many games in a row, this is just one of those spots that I think they get housed, uh, and I think the Brian Harson era is over uh, early Sunday morning, if not six minutes after the game Saturday night.
0: Yeah, that's interesting because I had old Miss down as one of my leans, so I want to get this show over with so I can go bet the game now. That was yeah, a, see for, if <laughs> I, I
1: couldn't. I you know I was looking at the board. If you can find really, I played some first half minus eight two. Uh, I was able to find a juice fourteen. If you can find a fourteen minus one twenty, uh, you know I'm okay with that. Better than the, if you get a little the Fanduel. It uh, looks like a cheap. Yeah. So shop around for it. If you can find a four. If not, I'm still. I'll still. I'd still bet fifteen. Um, And some first half as well. So, yeah, I I just think it's one of those that lines up here for an old miss burial.
0: All right, sounds good to me. Well, don't forget, Kanish, to subscribe to the Hammer College Football on YouTube and Twitch and turn on notifications to get notified whenever our shows are on. The next edition of Hit the Books is with you and Brad Powers this Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, where you go over all the weekend's action, look at the early lines. Um I, I I got some already circled for next week, so I can't wait to tune in and see who you guys got early on. Um hey, looking forward to this week. My five picks again quick are um Utah laying two and a half, Texas laying fourteen, uh the Penn State plus seven and a half, LSU plus three, and Clemson three and a half. Laying three and a half, t- taking the value after the juice. And Kanish, you like Old Miss to roll. Auburn, you say we're done. This is going to be kind of like a Patriots Dan Campbell thing that I was on last week. Sooner or later, when you don't win, doing up downs with the players, done the work, and they stop showing up.
1: So we'll. Uh... Let's go easy on uh, <laughs> Dan Campbell there to close out the show here.
0: Well, hey, listen, before we go, I got to get your thoughts on this one final game. Big one up here in upstate New York, Kanish. My youth football team has won by a combined 193 to six. We got a big game this week. Biggest game of the season. Opening number, the fighting Casales are laying 12. Are you are you rolling with the Casales or are you taking the points? Is
1: it? Is the team, name actually the Casales? Or you weren't you weren't giving me? I, I, I'm hoping you didn't. Have, I, I'm hoping some poor six year olds are running around with Team Casale on their jersey. No, here, they, no, you know, no. I'm
0: not that crazy. No, I didn't. <laughs>
1: I'll, you know what? Uh, give me the dog, baby. We haven't don't, gone head to head this week. Uh, I don't know who we're playing, but I'm about to fly up up and you know give these kids who you're playing uh, some playbooks here, so I, so I can get a head to head. Well, kids.
0: hey, listen, you want with your sharp action? It just it, it actually just went down to 11, so it, <laughs> you missed the <laughs> good number of 12. Kanish beat you to it. Um, I'll let you know how we do on that next week. Kanish, it's always a pleasure. Love getting your insights on my picks. Um, Good luck with all your bets this weekend, and I will see you next week on Hit the Books. You too, brother. (laughs)